0: Iowa Everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. (laughs) Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seat Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. And hello, welcome to a special Sunday installment. Well, oh, up.
1: Pee <laughs> him up. Ah, I'm sorry. Talking too close to the microphone.
0: I should have just gone and tackled the referee. Would that have been better? Unbelievable. Like bedazzled my Iowa everywhere. Unbelievable. Sure. I mean,
1: that happens in a, in a football game and boom, immediate 15-yard penalty. If, an, if yeah. a coach gets in the way of an official. And right. that wasn't just getting in the way. I mean, that official had to, like, shove her out of the way.
0: Yeah, you're right. I don't know how else to... That's what made the Clark T right. so egregious in my mind. I mean, it was just a bad T in general, but... And it wasn't long
1: after yeah. that had happened with, with Mulkey. And uh, I, I don't know. I I will say this. LSU was the better team on this
0: No day. doubt. No doubt about that in my mind either. They... Uh... Oh, we, were, we were just talking before we came on. Uh, what, I want to find out real quick the, the final box score here. Yeah, 11, 11 of 17 from three was LSU, and they're not a good three-point shooting team going into it. But, Chris, if you, if you play that packet in style um, and, and you, you do it to teams in the final four when you get this far in, somebody's going to eventually make shots, and LSU did that today. The West Virginia transfer uh, Carson uh, hits the five threes in the first half. She hadn't scored a point in her last three games combined for LSU, and she has five first half threes. So Iowa played the percentages again today, and the percentages don't always go your way. And unfortunately, the Hawkeyes are losing are on the losing end of this one, one hundred and two to. 85 hassle but the the really the story here we'll get into uh, the iowa women and, and looking ahead and i think there's a bigger picture here but man twitter is on fire after this game because of the officiating
1: and it's not just iowa fans this is everybody i mean this is just people that were watching this game for the first time you know watching a women's title game maybe for the first time in years because of what a great matchup It was, and what a great star Caitlin Clark is. And everybody was just stunned from the very start how this game was being officiated. And it it carried through. I think the first half, it was pretty equal opportunity, bad calls on each side. The defining call, though, was the technical foul on Caitlin Clark, which was absolutely ridiculous. I thought she must have thrown the ball at or in the vicinity of an official. She did not.
0: I, so here's what happened with me. I, I must have been, I don't know, like a minute behind, you know, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I saw she was going to get a technical before it had happened on my TV. So my eyes immediately lock in on Caitlyn. What is she going to do? And I figured it was we've seen Caitlyn Clark do, you know, demonstrative things towards officials a lot. That's part of her brand. I would say. It's one of those edgy things that makes her so unique. and It makes her the lightning rod that she is. And Chris, knowing that the technical was coming, I was watching the TV looking for it. And I didn't even like it didn't even trigger with me. I thought, oh, the camera must not have caught it. That's where my mind was at when it came to this technical foul. I thought something had to have happened off camera where she murmurs something to a ref, Mm -hmm. says the magic word. None of that. It was just that. She didn't even talk when she just threw the basketball behind her. It was crazy. And it
1: changed everything because one, it gave her a fourth foul and it was on the very same possession that Sanano got her fourth foul. But it also gave them two more free throws and the ball. So it was a like a quadruple whammy right there and and the game changed at that point like it was still in that moment where it seemed like iowa was in the game they were making their run back they had a chance to do this they had the momentum and then that happens and it's it's like it's over ended up and they never did challenge right after, after that called for a fourth and here's the team let's take a, look at, a better look at Clark. it here. The, the, I mean,
0: she said nothing. She said you have nothing. To be kidding me.
1: No player in this. It wasn't game. like she just whipped that thing. She tossed it behind her back. A little bit of frustration, sure, but come on, you're really going to call the biggest star in the game for that? At that point, the the refs were. Terrible. And I think what we're also seeing why people are so fired up on Twitter is because a lot of these people, I don't think, watch women's basketball often. And the, and the officiating in women's basketball is much worse than in men's basketball.
0: Yes. Unequivocally.
1: I, we're, we're not making excuses. I think both of us agree. No. LSU is a better team. They need no to win this game. It's just too Mulkey... bad that the game played out that way.
0: Mulkey coached a hell of a game, as uh, is, is crazy as she is, and, and we'll get to that because I think you nailed something on on Thursday's show. Yeah, we're, we, both, we both agree on that. But I, this is what's the unfortunate part for me is, is I'm a cheerleader for the women's game, okay? Like I'm, I've talked about this for a long time. This was a phenomenal NCAA tournament for the sport of women's basketball. Now, Caitlin has a ton to do with it because Caitlin's bringing eyeballs to the sport because of her highlight reels. I mean we got Dave Portnoy from Barstool like live tweeting the game. Bill Simmons is tweeting about her on Friday night. like, like it's a different level of exposure and it's because of Caitlin. but if you look at the TV, like this sport man is going up like it's, it''s the stock is going up. you can it's still there's still time to buy. there's a lot of room to grow here. You have a lot of people tune into women's basketball for the first time today.
1: This will like, probably be the highest-rated women's game of all time.
0: I would agree with you, and they again, like you shouldn't. Officials should not. Um, they shouldn't officiate Caitlin and Angel Reese differently than other people. You should call what's called, but you know they they tune in, and all the best players are on the bench, right? Like they're all. Uh, it, it was a ref show, like, and and that's, and again, I I, I do think it went. I do think it went both ways, but that the technical, as you said, it, it was it was really bad. Listen, was still lost by double digits. They they were down what seventeen or fifteen, uh, where they made that little run to to chop it back within eight. LSU was better here, but the the story after this game, not just locally but nationally, is going to be about the officiating. Maybe it's a good thing for the long term of the sport too. Maybe they can do something to get better officials in here for these championship type of games
1: yeah i think we'll see that i think they are going to invest more in officials now and it will be better for the game long term but this is just a egg all over the ncaa's face when this was supposed to be the moment for women's basketball who knows how the game turns out if it isn't officiated like that i still don't think iowa wins i don't either But I think it's a it's a much more enjoyable game to watch, and it's probably a little bit closer. I mean, Caitlin Clark did her thing; she hit eight
0: threes. Oh, she was unbelievable!
1: But they couldn't get a stop; they could not stop LSU. There was that one stretch in the third quarter where they put a few stops together. That's it,
0: Bluter. After this run, I was thinking about this watching it because Sonato, like by the way, like she impressed me this weekend in Dallas. I didn't know if she could hang with some of these posts from the SEC, and she was really, really good. Okay. Is it possible now that they've made this run that they could hit the portal and have some money and get like an elite level? I don't know about elite, but a really good post. Because I'm watching Iowa, and it's like, okay, you got a shot now. You got there, right? It's like Jordan, he had to get past the Pistons, right? And then, right, like the, there's that level of things. It's like, okay, and you, you got most of your roster coming back. You think now there's got to be some elite level post player that's sitting there not happy in her current situation that would want to go and play with Caitlin Clark in Iowa.
1: Yeah. And that's the one thing they're missing is just that. That size inside, we saw it against South Carolina. It didn't They matter. better
0: get one because with what they have behind Sonano is not going to be good enough to win a national championship next year.
1: Probably not. I mean they they got here by just Caitlin Clark being the best player in the game, making a ton of threes and forcing teams to shoot shots they they don't normally want to shoot. LSU though today they made their shots. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Iowa packed it in as much as they did against It Wasn't Carolina. as
0: extreme, yeah.
1: But LSU still had a ton of wide open three point shots, and for the most part, they made them in this game. You got you have to credit LSU. I, I don't think that you can walk away from this game as an Iowa fan thinking that you got screwed. I don't think Iowa got screwed. No, I think women's ass. college basketball as a whole got screwed by the officiating in this game on both sides. And I see one commenter in our live comments says, what about the no call when Sinano was elbowed in the jaw? Well, there was also a no call when Sinano elbowed uh, an opposing player right in the collarbone and scored. And remember, they reviewed that and yeah. that call stood. I mean, that was it was tit for tat basically on that because it, it both of those could have gone either way. I think a lot of that stuff evened out. Problem was that Iowa's best players got in foul trouble and they needed to play. Where LSU got a huge boost from their bench, Iowa did not.
0: There's Angel Reese, Ben Winkle, showing the replay of her (laughs) taunting Caitlin, And you know what? My my wife is pissed. I'm fine with this. I love it. And and we love Caitlin here on Two Guys Named Chris, but she's – She's gonna talk her shit. She's got to be able. Absolutely. And this is why, like, and I bet Caitlin, when everything calms down, will be like, "I'm okay with it." Because when we did like sit down with her, this is one of the reasons why women's basketball is gaining in popularity. They're not robots, mm-hmm. right? We we love it when Dennis Rodman would talk shit. We love it when LeBron talks shit. Why can't women do it? It's more entertaining. And like, listen, is that classy? Is that the way I would want my team necessarily? To win a national championship? Probably not. But this is kind of the way it is. And, and when Caitlin acts the way she does, which is a big reason for her popularity, now she backs it up with her play, she's got a target on her back. And, man, you think it's bad now. Wait until next year. Absolutely. Because uh, her offseason, she's about to uh, shoot out of a cannonball here as far as her popularity and like i mean like i saw some people because nike gonna make a shoe for it'd be a Mm -hmm. top seller yeah i guarantee my daughter would want to go out and get it and she's a cyclone fan guaranteed Mm -hmm. she's gonna be like a sky uh, she is gonna be shot into the sky in this off season and man if you think there's a target on her back now wait till next year
1: yeah I, i think it's all great it's all fun and games um, Caitlin dishes it, so she has to be able to take it when it comes back at her, and fans need to be able to be okay with it.
0: Yeah, you can't, you can't sit there and applaud it when she's yeah <laughs> telling the South Carolina player, hey, go ahead and shoot and doing that, and then uh-huh. doing, and then when they do it back, like it, that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. Um, I will say this, Caitlin, there there was a faction of women's basketball fans, a loud one that was very uh, vocal about, oh, I'm all for growing the sport of women's basketball, but it shouldn't all be about one person. That group looks really foolish after this weekend. I haven't put the averages together after today because we went live right after it, but the NCAA tournament that Caitlin Clark had, I mean, it has to be the best, the best statistical NCAA tournament of all time. It's
1: the most points for sure, and I think all the other stuff she does is only going to make it look even better. I mean, she didn't have a triple-double in this game, but she still had, I think, eight assists. So, yeah, I, it's, it's not all about Caitlin Clark. No. But she is the generational talent that is drawing a ton of people to this game. That, that is why so many Iowa fans showed up to games this season, watched games on TV. I mean, the scene there at the stadium – with Iowa getting off the bus and entering the stadium was just incredible. So it it is I think she is you're right even though they lost this game taking Iowa to the final four beating South Carolina that's that's a game that no Iowa fans ever going to forget that this is going to go down as one of the greatest Iowa moments of all time this weekend no at the final four knocking off previously unbeaten South Carolina when you were a double digit underdog not many people were Giving you much of a chance, and Caitlin Clark goes out with a forty-point triple-double, and didn't do anything in this game. I don't think to hurt her stock at all. God if you. anything, if anything, it might it hitting eight threes the way she got an Get unfair technical foul. Might it might go up. I I do hate to see like I I think Kim Mulkey for a lot of the same reasons is also great for women's basketball. Totally agree. But God, today. It was it was ridiculous what she was allowed to do. If you're going to call a technical on a player for tossing a ball behind her Such back. Such a double standard. Look at that. How can you allow physical contact when Kim Mulkey's complaining about a foul that she didn't get? Physical contact with the referee where the referee has to push her back out of the way. That doesn't warrant so much as like a warning, a yeah. stoppage in play. That should have been a technical foul right there on the spot. And that was just one of the things that she did throughout that game.
0: She is a villain. You're right, my friend. I, I was thinking about you on Friday night and also today. Kim Mulkey is great for the sport of women's basketball. The Going through Twitter on that game, she is a lightning rod. And it's great to have a villain. It I mean it's it's good to have a villain. And next year, a lot of those people who turned in tuned in today for the first time because they wanted to get a look at this Caitlin Clark from Iowa. They walked away hating Kim Mulkey. And damn it, they're going to pay attention next year when that right. woman in the bright suit and her, I'm a, I'm a flamingo. They are going to want to watch her lose. She is Kyle Busch in NASCAR. She is the oh, bad yeah. boy Pistons from the 80s in the NBA.
1: But, man, you got to appreciate what she's done. What did she win? Three titles at Baylor. Yeah. Out of nowhere, she just says, you know what? I'm going to go back to my home state, take over LSU, team that's never won anything, program that's never done a thing. In what year is this? Year two? Yeah. And she wins a national championship.
0: She's unbelievable.
1: With nine new players?
0: Are those tiger stripes on that suit? I believe so, yes. Okay. I was,
1: just... Chris, I was disappointed. I, I really I thought that she would bring a crazier outfit to the national championship stage. That's really not thought... enough? No. Not after the two things she wore in the two games prior. The flamingo things? Like she should have come out. There should have been like real tiger fur on that. I was expecting her to come out. Kim Mulkey can't.
0: No, I was expecting no. her to
1: come out. Well, you gonna want you, know, know. you want her to go kill a tiger? Yes. You don't think you don't think Kim Mulkey would do that? She would wear tiger fur. Hell yeah.
0: Oh, she absolutely would. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that she should. I thought she was gonna come out like a a Mardi Gras. Parade float.
0: Can we schedule LSU, Iowa, and the non-con next year? Because I want to see Caitlin go back at Angel Reese's ass after the whole thing, after the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I want this. Like, we need to lean into this. Yes. This is not
1: not a bad thing. No. This is a great thing for women's college basketball and women's sports in general. It, Iowa fans are pissed. They're upset. They didn't win today. They, You know, you hate when the other team can kind of mock you afterwards, but make no mistake, this is that sort of thing. Not the officiating, but everything else, great for the game.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. If I mean, season tickets are already sold out for the Iowa women next year, right? They have to be.
1: Uh, I, I don't know that for I mean, a fact, I, but I – they I, have I, well, to be. I, I'd be surprised if they don't sell out. I don't I mean I don't know about the non-conference games. I don't know how the package put them on go, sale Monday yeah, in Iowa. I it, it is going to be it's certainly going to be a step up from this year. But my my question is the thing I worry about and you kind of mentioned it with the uh, they need to go maybe into the portal and get a big time post player like size. They need size. They need to be able to go up and get rebounds against these big physical teams like South Carolina and LSU. You just, we're just assuming that Caitlin Clark's going to be better because the longer she's in school, the more time she puts in, the better she's going to be. How how can she be any better?
0: That's a good point. And, I mean, I don't – a lot of the stuff you watch her do, especially in that South Carolina game, it's just like it doesn't matter what defense you put on her or who you put on her. Like, she's just quicker. She's better handle. She She can get to the rim. She, she can, can get her shot the, no matter what. Whether she can shoot from the damn half court line. Yeah. It, it, that's a really good point. I mean, they got to get back. Uh, listen, the Listen, not the standard. That's bad. They just lost Oh, wow. The Look National who's watching them. Um, Amanda
1: Garrow is watching. The, she um, spent the night throwing up. She has a stomach flu. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Hope have you okay. been around her uh unfortunately yes oh no uh, yeah so we'll see Are you okay we'll fingers crossed so far so good
0: um that my my point is now that you've now that you've gotten a taste of this final four you've gotten here you were you know with all albeit like, you were a game away from winning the national championship things kind of change now for for Iowa women's basketball. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you shop around in the portal. Like, there's got to be some post players, some super athletic six-foot-five women out there who want to win a national championship. And they want the exposure of playing with Caitlin Clark. There are women on the Iowa team who will get NIL deals just because they're Caitlin Clark's teammate, because they have that type of exposure. You mark my word. I promise you that is going to happen. That is something that Iowa needs to absolutely lean into and hammer the transfer portal with that. Because their stock, usually it's like, oh, those really elite players, if they're going to transfer, they're going to UConn, they're going to Tennessee, maybe they go to South Carolina, they want to go play for Mulkey. Iowa has a recruiting chip that nobody else has, Mm -hmm. and that is Caitlin Clark.
1: Play with one of the most famous athletes in the world and you're a female college basketball player. Play in front of sold-out crowds every single night, no matter where you go. We saw the attendance numbers for the opposition this season in the Big Ten, and teams would, that would normally average 3,000 a game are getting 9,000 when Iowa comes to town. And I think next year we're also going to see a little bit of a shift to where she's going to have more haters And Iowa is going to have more haters. Iowa is now going to become kind of like South Carolina was this season, like UConn's been for decades, like any Kim Mulkey coach team is. Now that they've had that success, they've got the best player in the country hands down, the most famous player in college basketball, men or women. Now they're going to be the hunted and the hated by a lot of people, especially with the way Caitlin plays. Again, no not a bad thing. Not a bad thing.
0: I'd rather be that than irrelevant. Yep. You know, you're you're there. Real quick, I want to thank a few of our sponsors here on Two Guys named Chris. Of course, we are in the channel seed studios. This is a cool story. I was back home this weekend, friend of mine, young guy, our age, is a farmer. Was he
1: spreading passed- the seed?
0: He was not spreading his seed. We actually just left church, so he had not had time to spread his seed. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did before the church. Sure. I don't know. He told me how much he enjoys listening to the podcast here on Iowa Everywhere. And his point was, well, man, I don't have anything else to do because I'm riding around in my tractor and I'm riding around in my semi. Point being, these young farmers, man, this is the type of media they are consuming. This is That's why our, our friends...
1: That's yep. our demo, Young young
0: Farmers. Young Just Farmers, they come love to us. two guys named Chris. Thanks to Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Studios. Of course, we are, as always, presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Mm-hmm. And, man, after that game, I am fired up. I want to go to Shotgun Betty's out in West Glen. Go, go be bopping and scatting all over the dance floor. Giddy up, baby. Yeah.
1: We want to go over you're... to West
0: Glen. Get on the all flight. Can... Meet me in West Glen.
1: Because you're a Cyclone fan and you're going to celebrate Iowa's demise in the championship game.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what's going on. Oh, I'm just. I want. I boy, I'm
1: just, after that game, I want to get out and celebrate.
0: How many of these Iowa fans, by the way? And your dad was one of them. You tweeted about this. I saw like mm-hmm. four tweets like this. That after the first half, they're like, "Yeah, I'm not even going to bother to watch the second half. <laughs> Didn't even show up to play today. It's the national championship yeah. game. Did these people really just walk away from the TV and not watch? My Come dad. on unfortunately
1: got that from his dad. My grandpa was the worst at that. Like he would, he, we'd be watching a game and Iowa would fall behind 10 points in the first 10 minutes of the game. And he would run. God damn it. I'm done with this crap. My dad, I remember when the Cubs made their run to a world series, he had never seen them win a world series. He had never seen them get there. And on the way there, I, they're down three to one in the seventh. All right, I'm going to bed. I can't watch any more of this crap. Thankfully, I'm going to break that, that curse. I'm, I'm not going to have any kids to do You're going to finish the games? I finish the games. I stay in it until the very end.
0: Speaking of dads, I want to point this out real quick. Uh, so, back home last night, a little Easter action. And we like to, we're a very competitive family, us Williamses. We like to go to the bowling alley. You go bowling? You like to go bowling?
1: Uh Boy. I haven't been bowling in eons, probably 10 years. So, we're, Bowling alleys are de- are depressing places, really w- what depressing What are you talking
0: it's about? It's kind like of like the- a
1: skating rink. It's kind of like that Skateland. You know the guy in Cedar Rapids skating? It's just like a relic from the past. You see all these people in there that look like they smoke a carton a day.
0: Can't smoke you, inside you gotta, anymore. You've nope. got
1: to put on these dirty-ass shoes that have been worn by hundreds of other people. And you're and in they a dark, them. dingy they got place. The
0: old, they got the spray. They spray those shoes every time. No, <sharp inhale>
1: it, no. Like, if I really have to put on a different... Why can't I just wear my shoes? Is it really going to make that much of a
0: difference? You can't scuff the floor. Because those oh, shoes yeah, don't got the, the rubber at the those bottom. bowling
1: alleys are just, just so pristine.
0: You got to see Frontier Lanes in Clorinda. It's made inside of a nice Morton building. It's it's oh. lovely, actually. It's very clean. So, Dad, okay. Dad finds out that we're going bowling and he means business. Dad goes downstairs. He found this old ball in this old leather sack. You can see it if you're watching on the stream here. This is my old man. We 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 looked like at, the, at this bag and we we've, we've estimated that this bowling ball was from the mid 70s that he pulled out of nowhere. He knew exactly where it was. Went downstairs into his like junk room pulled this thing out and took it to the bowling alley last night for our little family competition. How unbelievable is that?
1: So if here's what my big, biggest question here with these bowling people. If you've got your own ball, you bring your own ball to the bowling alley, why not just take that next step and get your own shoes? That way you you, you roll up there with your ball and your shoes and you don't have to make that stop at, oh, what size are you? Uh, 11. Well, all we have is nine and a half. That's the biggest we've got. All right. Like, did your dad have his own bowling shoes, too? I,
0: you know, I reckon maybe back in the day he did. I, he, he does not anymore. He Look does not anymore. how happy he is, though. He
1: looks so happy. With oh, it. he
0: was fired up. He was fired up. He did not win. I won. Um, the But we have a hell of a time. Us Williams, this man, we get in there. We get our own lane. So we you a went to the bowling alley
1: during the men's final four?
0: We had it on. It was right there. We we watched the first game. We went there and we're like, oh, we went in between the two games, and the game was not good. Like we had it right in front of us, so we just kept bowling. We were gonna stop and go back and watch it, but like it just that second game wasn't a good game. UConn is the class of the field. Yeah. You know, that, if, that that game game have been a, if that game would have been a if that game would have been tied at halftime, we were going to stop and just sit there and watch it there at the bowling alley. But we, you know, we kept bowling, kept going. I had
1: uh, I had my my best friend from high school who lives in College Station now. He drove the ninety minutes over here to Houston and hung out with me last night. And I told him, I was like, "Hey, just stay with me. I don't have two beds, but I have uh, I have a huge king bed." And so I was like, just sleep with me. Here, I'll, I'll. there's the bed. You see it? Nice, yeah. Okay, so so I, I'm, I, I came up from the hotel bar before he did, gave him my card. He comes in, I'm sleeping way on the edge of the bed. You give him all kinds of room over there. He comes in, bypasses the bed, goes over here to the couch and uses that blanket as a, or uses that towel. That's a that's a towel that I used to shower yesterday. He used that as a blanket because he didn't want to sleep in the bed with me.
0: I don't think I would have slept with you either, honestly. Well, here's here's. I, I would have taken the couch.
1: Here's the thing. What you might not know about me is I, I put the thermostat down as low as it possibly goes as soon as I walk into a hotel room. So if it goes down to, a lot of them only go to 65 now, but these older hotels, you can get it down to 60, sometimes below. I got it down to 60 degrees. So he only lasted about an hour using that (laughs) dirty towel as a blanket. And then he came crawling up into bed.
0: He's just shivering.
1: Yes, he was. uh, So yeah, it, it it didn't work out for him, but. I don't know. I don't know what. Like, what's what? Are are you against sharing a bed with a friend of yours? This is my best friend from high school. No, I'm not. Slept I'm in not the same bed it. multiple times. Not, you seem not, like you're against it. Not against. Just said, it. I'm just saying. You just said you would sleep on that dirty I didn't dirty know it was going to be fifty
0: degrees in your hotel room. I'm saying I just would have been like, oh, it's more comfortable for the both of us. I I don't care. I don't that think, couch
1: like- has been in this hotel room for at least twenty years.
0: Have you ever there's taken no the black blankets. light into a hotel room? No, Have you ever I done never, that? I never
1: will because it's just disgusting. If he and then he used this that throw pillow, he put his face on that thing. That throw pillow has never been washed.
0: <laughs> I've seen like the like 2020 when they take the black light into the hotel rooms. Oh Jesus! And there's just stains all over because they they wash the sheets, but they don't wash like the comforters and stuff
1: right they they do a lot of these places now will have like uh they have the comforters they have a way of like there's a sheet over the comforter that kind of tucks into it yeah. and they can take that off
0: well and, i'm saying there's probably stains on those comforters if you would just run the black light like all over the floor stains I'm not, everywhere i'm not
1: putting my head on the comforter
0: do you ever I walk never, barefoot in those things walk those, barefoot yeah but it's my feet i don't care you don't care if I, your I really feet are stepping feet in some injured. somebody's bodily fluids.
1: I'm not. I'm not sucking on my toes. Are yeah.
0: you? I'm not sucking on my toes, but I got a weird thing with feet. I don't know. I don't like my um, feet touching hair. That's the big thing. Like if I go to a pool, and I see like <laughs> seriously, hair is what grosses me out the most. Other stepping on hair. Yes.
1: Ugh. When do you step on hair?
0: It's like at pools and stuff. I went to the Adventureland pool like three years ago with my kids. I won't ever go back. Disgusting. Well, there's just people there yeah,
1: everywhere. Uh, a kids' pool? No, no, thanks.
0: And you know, I, like I, there's that swim up bar. These people are there for 10 hours and never oh, go yeah. out. They're pissing, They're pissing in the water. Drinking all day. It's They're all pissing pee. in the water. There's no doubt.
1: There's no doubt. That's why you don't swallow the water. Um, I had an interesting sleeping experience yesterday. Before that, I was flying through Atlanta. And my flight got delayed, so I had like a three-hour layover. Have you ever been to one of those minute suites in the airport where you can buy a room
0: to sleep? I've never done it, but I'm aware of what you're talking about.
1: I had never done it, but I I did it because I get it for I, I've got this priority pass card where you can get in for free for an hour. So I go in there. I'm not. I have no idea what to expect. I didn't know if it was going to be like an actual bed with. Linens and pillows. No, it's it was like a rubbery couch. No rubbery, no. it was like you know, it wasn't cloth, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a rubbery thing, and there were no pillows. So this I just reminds to... me
0: of when I had to go into that room for in vitro. In vitro, they give you the cup.
1: Oh. They gave you a rubber couch, too? Uh,
0: there's a couch. They, they, they take you into this room, and they shut the door, and there's a wall of magazines. It's like all these Playboys from, like, the 90s, and they give you a cup. Well. It, and you think about how many men have sat on this couch.
1: What I was thinking about in this minute suite as I laid my head down on my arm, like I had to sleep on my, I wasn't putting my face on that couch thing so I slept, I put my head on my arm is how many disgusting people have been in there and either went in there with somebody else and oh, yeah. had sex or <laughs> sick son of a bitch that would like masturbate in there. Yeah. Like, right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go all over this couch so the next guy that comes in here is sleeping in my
0: sperm. You got to take those black lights with you when you travel, man. I'm gonna get you one for Christmas next year.
1: Brian Brian says a leather couch. It was not a leather couch. <laughs> you, it you wasn't it
0: Rubbery couch. It like- was
1: like a, it was rubbery. <laughs> it was very rubbery. I mean, it was like a, almost like the texture of like a blow up
0: mattress. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, you can't wash those. I guess you could like spray them down. Not, they them got. Down, if
0: you're at an airport, you got way more to worry about. Yeah, than cleaning there's that one couch.
1: person working at this at this thing. Yeah, and I don't think there's any way they're going in there between leggings and wiping the whole thing down.
0: No chance. Absolutely no chance. Oh, uh, real quick, I want to thank our friends from Circa Sports, Circa Sports Iowa. All right, uh, get your bets in for tomorrow night. We'll give you a little gambling advice here actually don't do not take gambling advice from me i told you i'd cool off i went 0 for 2 yesterday although i did pick san diego state to win the the line was two and they they won by one Uh, so but you know technically i missed it i didn't cash that ticket at circus sports iowa the line for monday night's championship game has yukon as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over San Diego State. My gut tells me to play San Diego State. They're big, they're strong, defensive team. But I thought Miami would hang with UConn, too. I didn't think Miami would win. UConn is clearly the class of this field. They are playing at another level. In San Diego State, I find it interesting. There are two games leading up to this. They barely led. You know, they they were yeah. down, and then they make these comebacks. Incredible shot to end this one yesterday. And they made a game-winning
1: um, free throw in the final two seconds the game before that. Against, correct. Was it Creighton? Yep. The way UConn's playing, they've won every tournament game by 12 or 13 plus. Their averaging, average margin of victory is like 20 plus. I, I would be a lot more interested if it was FAU and UConn.
0: I'm sorry about your owls. I really am sorry. That was heartbreaking. Were Just you heart- in Houston yet to watch that game?
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't go. I I had credentials to go, but I got it. My flight was delayed, as I said, and uh, so I, I, I would have missed a lot of that game had I used my credentials and gone to the games. So I, with my buddy and I, just went to a restaurant bar and watched the games from there. And I I like checked out midway through the second half. I already chalked it up as a win for FA. Yeah, you
0: were sending celebratory text messages yeah. to us.
1: I was already planning the national championship parade down my street
0: would they have then, asked you to MC that you think
1: oh no doubt yeah i, I definitely would have been grand marshal of the uh, fau natty parade
0: brutal man. here,
1: here i was thinking fau is gonna win gonna at least be in the national championship game iowa is a three-point favorite in the women's national championship game man i I had it all going for me 24 hours ago. I had it all going for me, Williams. And then all hell broke loose.
0: What happens at FAU now? So I know the coach is staying. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Cause kind of the trend in college basketball right now is you make one of these runs as a mid to low major, and then your stock goes up and then you can go yeah. to transfer and get paid. How do you think this is going to play out for this FAU? <laughs> Boy, it, that's,
1: it's going to be interesting. Um, because a lot of these guys have a chance to go yeah, and make a huge jump. And you talk about the difference in facilities and all that. Like, they're going to improve the facilities at FAU. They're already in the process of it, but it's not going to happen for next season. It's not going to happen overnight. And how do you turn down, you know, if UConn is like, hey, come help us win another title. Or, you know, Kentucky, hey, we'll get you, you know, $500,000. They're so young. I, I feel like they'll be able to keep a lot of their players. I just don't see how they can keep all of them.
0: Speaking of that, we were talking about Kim Mulkey earlier, and we were talking about Lisa Bluter using the transfer portal and how we think that there could be some possibilities out there. I didn't realize, and again, I don't watch a ton of like SEC women's basketball during the year. I was listening to the Iowa uh, pregame show on the radio when I was driving back. And they were talking about the amount of transfers that Mulkey has. She's always nine had, new players. Yeah, is nine incredible. new players on. the I team. didn't realize that until I heard that on the Hawkeye pregame show. So you talk about the the turnaround, um, mm-hmm. and it's. I think that the women's game probably, maybe about nine months behind the men's game. Yeah. As far as this transfer thing goes, and just for you guys know, there is a recruiting dead period in the men's game right now until it starts the day of the or the 2 days before the final four and it ends on April 6. So if you're a Hawkeye and Cyclone fan out there and you're wondering about visits and stuff like that, it's going to hit the fan on April 6th. That's when this whole thing the whole carousel really picks up because you know better than me, Chris, the final four is like a playground for people involved in college basketball. There's backroom meetings going on everywhere. Guys are cutting deals. That's been happening for the last (laughs) four days down there in Houston.
1: Coach Dusty May of FAU said in in an article earlier in the week that he has seen uh, people recruiting his guys while they're getting ready for games in the tournament. I believe it. it's it's not like a guy that comes up in a UCLA shirt. It's like a third party person that is trying to get these guys into the portal, and that's the, that's what you, these players now have to deal with as they're going on these runs. I mean, this isn't they don't just wait for the season to end. This is going on all season long. Sucks. I hate I hate it sucks. the way that it is now. But what can you do?
0: Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up here, uh, Brian Davis, uh, he's now with Texas. I think he does like PR for University of Texas. Long time at the Statesman down there in Austin. Uh, he tweets out, please, please, please incorporate some of these women's tweaks into the men's game. Uh, oh, one yes. of the that he pointed out was, why aren't we doing it where the ref like explains to the camera? Yep. Like, we see it in the NBA. We see it in the women's mm-hmm. game. The advancing also, the ball the after timeouts.
1: You saw it today. The challenge. The Kim I didn't Mulkey know you challenge. could do that. Yep, you can
0: challenge certain I, things in women's basketball. I had no idea you could do that because I I was infuriated because I was like, why Mulkey yeah. can just walk up to the ref and tell him that I didn't even know that that existed. Mm-hmm. And I watch a lot of women's games. You just don't see it a lot in in that scenario when they're running down the court like they were doing there, but. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a really good tweet, and I couldn't agree with him more. The men's game needs to take a lot. they got to get rid of these halves because the men's game is going to get less skilled, Chris. We're seeing it now where they're shooting like 31% from three in the NCAA tournament. The really, really good skill guys are going to keep going to the G League, keep going overseas, and eventually there's going to – I think they'll probably get rid of one and done. Men's college basketball is going to keep getting older and less skilled. You're going to have – on one hand, it'll be good because these guys care more about winning than they do their stats. On the other hand and, – And they might be staying longer too. Correct. On the other hand, you've got coaches now who are less interested in the defensive stats we've given out with these NCAA tournament teams over the past couple of weeks. I think that game's going to keep getting uglier. So I think that they're going to need to yeah. make some moves to pretty it up as artificially as they can over the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, and it's it's never fun when you get a team in the bonus with 12 minutes to go in the first half. In the women's game, that doesn't happen because the fouls reset after the quarter. But with the women's game doing the quarters, there are two fewer media timeouts, and the men's – it's it's already built into the men's game. You can't take these timeouts away. I think there's other things that you can do. You could try to just squeeze one more timeout in and still keep the quarters. When, when the women switched to quarters, seems like it was almost 10 years ago now. I thought that this would be in the men's game in the next couple of years. I did not think that we would be sitting here heading into the 23-24 season and the men's game is still the exact same with one and one free throws. What
0: is the argument for it? For keeping
1: it the way that it is, yeah. Like who's I think it's
0: who's waving I, I, the flag. I don't know.
1: I, I I just I don't think anyone has been like leading the charge to change it. I think that they're just happy with the way it is. They they like all the stoppages in play and all the commercials. They can get the money. But I would love it. I would love to see and hear some coaches come out and say, "Boy, this women's game, the way they do things." is a lot better than the way we're doing things right now. And it's it's not just the quarters, but the advancing the ball to mid court or beyond mid court into your into your area. That's how we got the Caitlin Clark buzzer beater against Indiana. That never would have happened if they didn't have that rule. Iowa would have to throw a baseball pass down the court that likely would never reach anybody.
0: God, we saw that so many times in the men's tournament even, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. All right, so for those asking, we will not have a show in the morning because Chris is in Houston for the for CBS in the Final Four. You're so basically, you're just doing your show. We're just yeah, previewing regular regular spotlight
1: show, show tomorrow, uh, but we'll be here in Houston, and it'll be mostly all Final Four coverage. Um, gosh, what a weird game! What a weird championship game! San Diego State. And UConn, and um, San Diego State is considered a mid-major team. Mid-major teams haven't won the title since uh, I think you think it was UNLV back in ninety.
0: Ninety is their last championship.
1: San Diego State, I just don't. I don't really consider them a mid-major. Like technically, they're in the Mountain West. Yeah, I get it. Gonzaga, technically, they they're in the the WCC, which is a lot worse of a conference than the Mountain West. And we don't consider them a mid major. Um, I don't I know. Was, I
0: I was trying to explain to my family, uh, my nieces and nephew, when we were watching that game. I was I was showing them like pictures of the FAU court <laughs> and stuff. Yes, because like they didn't know who they were. Like who's Florida mm-hmm. Atlantic? Like they they didn't have any clue. And like in their minds, like San Diego State is a mid major, right? because they are, I was explaining to them how much more of an underdog Florida Atlantic was yeah. in that game, and I just said, look at this.
1: San Diego State averages about, even this year, with FAU selling out a bunch of games, 3,000 fans, San Diego State averages, they have to average around 12,000 fans a game.
0: Yeah, I'm telling they have you. They a big arena. The, I'm going to talk more about this on my podcast with Bloom for Cyclone Fanatic this week, but the Big 12 needs to add San Diego State. Just go in and just—that would be a great ad. It would be way better than a lot of the other stuff that I'm here. Like why, San Diego State, or I mean, I guess because of Dion, but like Colorado, like come on, Mm -hmm. you want to be this massive basketball conference? You want like San Diego State has one good football, two they get you into California, another time zone, three elite basketball. Like it's a Mm -hmm. better product. Like forget about the forget about Colorado, forget about
1: and it's a trip to San Diego
0: too. Yeah. And you're weakening your biggest competition at the same time. Like I, right. I, maybe your mark is doing this. I have no idea, but I don't know why that's not a part of the conversation. For what the, if the Big 12 is trying to create this SEC of basketball, like we keep hearing, it'd be a great ad. They're playing they for a national championship.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned the football thing, too. They've got a beautiful, brand new yeah. football stadium
0: and they're so winning I, I, games already. It's not it, like it, they it, suck. They win like 10 games every year right now. Mm-hmm. And you if know? the Big 12 doesn't get them, then
1: the Pac-12 will and that might be an opportunity for the Pac-12 to survive.
0: Cuz yeah, if you're the Big 12, you're not going to get any of these other California schools, right? Like I mean whatever can mm-hmm. you know like well, Gonzaga is on the West Coast, but like Stanford's not going to the Big 12. Cal's not going to the Big 12. Like if you want to get into that market, like to me, like I, I just don't understand why. Like why are you screwing around with some of these others? Go get San Diego State. See, I think so. I would
1: rather have a San Diego State in my conference than a Cal or a Stanford. Me too. Athletically, I don't
0: give a crap about their academics.
1: The fans don't care. No about Stanford and well, Cal.
0: AAU. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm really gonna take this football road trip because I want to see what a, that AAU campus in Colorado. Like nobody gives a shit.
1: Yeah, they care in San Diego because all they have now is the pod race.
0: Yeah. It's at Aztec Nation over there, man. It's uh, And we get to see Bryce Miller. Weekly uh What have here? What is this thing? You see it? Yeah, you're rubbing it. It's making it red. What do you
1: think have it you is? Gotten,
0: have you gotten that checked out? You think it's a bite? Does it you itch? Think it, do you think it's tetanus? Does it
1: itch? Or does it hurt? No, I, I was just like rubbing my neck, and all of a sudden I felt this bump. Here, turn around I, again. Get closer. Is this is this one of the first signs of of having a stomach bug that a mandate might give me?
0: Elton says it looks like herpes. <laughs> Elton Dean Roush. <laughs> That's one hell of a name, boy. That's a man. That's a God man's man. Damn it. Our parents failed us. Yeah. Although, ringworm says, Brian, have you been wrestling? Been Uh, out there wrestling?
1: No. No, I haven't been on the mat. Maybe Uh you got it from your bed last night. Maybe I got it from that minute suite at the Atlanta airport. Maybe that's where the ringworm... That's it. It's ringworm, and it came from that,
0: that rubber bed. Or your friend got it from that pillow... Over there, and then he came and got in bed with you in the air. Gotcha. I'm sur- I'm assuming you were back to back with one another. Uh, head that- to toe. Head to we toe. We slept head to toe. Bed bug says Dan. Oh damn! That so place it's got- bed bugs, ringworm, herpes. Shoot. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So no show on Monday. We will be back on Thursday. We've got our normal. Um, Iowa Everywhere lineup for all of you guys. Appreciate our friends at Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Studio. Fairway Meat and Grocery for sponsoring us, as always, here on Two Guys Named Chris. Hassel will be on CBS Sports Network tomorrow from Houston. And uh, we appreciate you guys watching here on a little Sunday episode. This was fun. Wish Iowa could have pulled it off, but man, what a run. What a what a hell of a run for the Iowa women, and next year is going to be yeah. crazy, man. You,
1: you like, can't look at it as anything but just an incredible season. And now you still got that carrot out there. Yep, you know you can do it. Go out and get that national championship next year.
0: Somebody needs to make a still of Angel Reese taunting Caitlin Clark and just frame it and hang it up in Caitlin's yes. locker. And j- <laughs> I mean, cause like, well, drive her. we don't know if we've ever seen her piss before. Cause like, in my mind, she's like on the competitive side of like the Jordans, the tigers, like she gets in like a zone and it's just a weird like thing that most, most humans can't comprehend. Now she's got that all. Out. Oh, it's going to be fun. All right. Appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the game coming up on Monday night. Thanks to Maddie Van Winkle for producing the program. Appreciate all of your comments. We'll be back on Thursday. Iowa everywhere.